Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I'm not a migraine guy. I've never had a migraine. I get headaches, mostly um, dental related, because I've told you I, my, my teeth are, are falling out of my head. They're rotting what teeth I have left. It's not good. It's the Coke Zero. Uh, let me be a cautionary tale. But uh, I don't get migraines. I, I never have, but they sound awful. My wife gets them. Uh, and, and I know the strangest things can trigger them. We've talked before about Chinook headaches, big weather swings, all that sort of stuff. But now I'm finding out that spring can also cause migraines. I don't know why. Um, but let's find out. Let's find out what's going on with migraines with Dr. Adam Witt, who is a neurologist with Alberta Health Services. Dr. Witt, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Let's just start with a migraine. Like, like, what is a migraine? Is it just a really bad headache? Is there something else that differentiates it? Yeah, so migraine headaches are often moderate to severe headaches, so that's parts right. But there's also a few other features that are common. People will often have environmental things that make them worse, like lights and noise. They're often worse with exercise. Some people have funny neurologic symptoms beforehand, like vision change or numbness. And many people are nauseous as well. Wow, okay, so there's, there's a lot of symptoms beyond just a headache then. Yeah. Who, who gets them? Can they affect anyone and everyone equally? Well, they occur in an awful lot of people. There's at least 2.7 million people in Canada who get them. They're a little bit more common in women than men, and a little more common if there's family members with them, but they can happen to almost anybody. Um, is there any kind of cure? Can you take preventive medicine or is it just pain management when they hit? Is there any way to sort of avoid getting them, you know, therapeutically, medically? Yeah, so there's a lot of different things a person can do. And when I'm talking to a patient, I'm often splitting management strategies between uh, lifestyle interventions, alternative therapies, preventative meds, and rescue meds. And so when I'm talking to a patient about headache, we're often trying to figure out how often they're happening. And when headaches are less than 15 days a month, we're often focusing on lifestyle and rescue meds. And when they're more than 15 days a month, we call them chronic headaches, and we're more likely to use a preventative medication because rescue medications historically have had some issues if taken every day. Hang on, you're 15 days a month and more? I mean, they're debilitating, aren't they? I mean, if you have a severe headache 15 days a month, it's pretty difficult yeah. to go to work. And so they, do, they are the leading cause of disability in Canada. Unbelievable. I had no idea they could be that common. Um, now, that treatment doesn't work for everybody, right? I mean, it's sort of hit and miss when it comes to medical interventions? Yeah, so a lot of patients who come and start on medications do find the first medication, preventative medication, helpful. But about half of people don't find the first treatment helpful or find that it has too many side effects. So we are often looking through research to come up with better management strategies. And there's been some exciting changes recently. Um, so we could be getting closer to a situation where there's a better way of keeping a handle on this because it sounds just awful. Yeah, so there's new and potentially better medications that are available as we've um, come up with new treatments that have been proven to work with research. And I think the latest meds are exciting because they are really well tolerated. Many people who take preventative meds 
find that the reason that they don't want to continue on them is because they make them feel bad. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I was doing some, saw some stories this week saying that spring can be bad for migraines. First of all, is that true? It is true. And you already identified that Chinooks are a big issue. Um, With the Chinooks, it's the pressure change. And so other people have, it's not potentially just the Chinook pressure change, but it can be a windy day, a rainy day, or um, some sort of other precipitation. So those are common triggers. And for patients who have those as triggers, having their rescue meds along with them and having checked the weather for the day beforehand can make a big difference. Is it all pressure related, no matter if we're talking about spring or we're talking about precipitation? Is it all because of a change in the pressure? Uh, No. So there's lots of other lifestyle things that can trigger headaches. So there's some foods that people can be sensitive to. Um, Skipping meals is a common trigger, and so is dehydration. Um, Is there, like I say, I mean, if you're somebody who knows, like we know spring's bad and uh, we know that Chinooks are bad and you can see in the forecast that something like that is coming. Is there anything you can do? Like you say, there are some medications, but um, beyond that, is there is there anything you can do, you know, lifestyle wise or is it strictly relying on medication at this point? Yeah. So good sleep and good exercise can make headaches happen less frequently. But for patients who have episodic headaches, um, medications are often an important part of management, and about 50% of patients do take medications. Um, There's a few different classes of medications that can be used. Many patients would start with an Advil or a Tylenol, just things available over the counter, but if those aren't working, then there are migraine-specific medications, and there's some older ones, and then there's some brand new ones that we're excited about. Like what? What what do they promise? Yeah, so the new ones, um, there are two. So one of them is a preventative for people who have episodic headaches called Q-Lipta. And it's exciting because it's really well tolerated um, compared to other migraine medications that are taken daily. The, this one only seems to cause mild nausea in some people, which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, and then there's a new rescue medication that works in a very similar way. So these are both CGRP receptor antagonists, which is a molecule that they identified about 20 years ago as a cause of headache. Now, we're not entirely sure what starts that off. It might be the weather or one of the other things we've mentioned. But once that pathway starts, it triggers a headache. And so these two medications both block it. And the new rescue one is called Ubrevly. Again, very mild side effects for most people. Historic other migraine-specific rescue medications were called triptans. And for 30% of people, they didn't work, and for the people they worked for, sometimes they result in significant sleepiness or dizziness, and then even if your headache's better, you can't go back to your previous activity. And we're hopeful that with some of these new treatments, people will take them, get both pain relief and the ability to return to regular activities. Yeah, I mean, let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Um, Doctor, thanks so much for being here and walking us through it today. I appreciate your time.